I'm doing it to help them out. But at the same time, you know, that might come around. And I, I encourage more and more people to try and help the charities because you just never know where that'll end up. There, there's give and take and you have to be smart with what you have, uh, I believe. Outside the box thinking is gonna become, you know, before it was the way the good old boys always did business and they didn't care about that sort of stuff. But at the same time, the utilization of the resources is gonna take priority. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Ben Samuels, and this is another episode of Coffee and Liquidity, the podcast that sits nicely at the intersection of curiosity and business. The American dream can mean so many different things to so many different people. There's no one right answer. There's no one right path forward. But let's talk about ways to set yourself up and your family up for financial freedom in the future. Thursday, July 8th, Coffee and Liquidity back at it with an awesome guest this week. Looking forward to this conversation. Uh, Keith Seltzer from uh, Arc Energy. He's the West Texas Business Development Manager out here, out here in the Permian. Been with that team for about uh, three months. And you probably know Keith. He probably doesn't need an introduction. He's somewhat of a LinkedIn celebrity in his own right. So I'm excited about getting him on here. I think we're going to talk a little bit about how he, he has used LinkedIn to create a, a brand for himself and, and talk a little bit about that and just kind of see what else we can pick the brain of Keith on. But with that, I'm going to go ahead and bring you on. Keith, how are we doing today? I'm doing, I'm doing well, uh, sir. Thanks. Thanks for that intro. Uh, a minor celebrity, a very, very minor. Like if it's on the letters, I might be above, uh, you know, Y or something that, that, that kind of level, but thank you. I don't know. I don't know. You, you've got, you've got this tendency, Keith, to put out you know some content that really, I mean, you know, there's no other better way to say it that it just goes viral. It's pretty, it's pretty impressive. Um, and, and, you know, a few weeks ago, I got the honor of being in one of the posts. I got, I got a tag there and I got to see kind of firsthand what it's like to be in a post that goes that, that crazy. So it's, I mean, it's, it's impressive. Well, well, thank you for that. I, I really appreciate it. It all started, you know, just trying to get a job, right? Try to get noticed, try and make the, the phone ring after, you know, COVID, uh, you know, hit me like a lot of other people did. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and it, Kind of morphed into something a little bit more, and now being working for Arc, uh, really grateful to those guys. They noticed me from LinkedIn, and that's how it all got started. And now, you know, with clients, uh, great example this morning. Uh, got a really great guy. Uh, just started chatting with him on LinkedIn. It turned into a nice meeting, which I think might turn into a great opportunity. You never know, but uh, I would have never got a chance to get in their office had had it not. So it's turned a lot of cold calls into like warm calls, I guess, uh, is a way to put it. So absolutely. No, I think that's, uh, that's a great insight. Uh, so when you when you were looking for, uh, for a job during, you know, during COVID, was that the first time that you had sort of leaned into LinkedIn? Or had you been on LinkedIn for quite some time, but, but uh, had started to use it differently? What was sort of the change there? What did you what did you notice? Or what did you, what did you do differently? You know, I, I've had LinkedIn for years. Uh, actually, there's a way, I, I forget how you do it. You kind of look in the, the metadata and it goes by your LinkedIn number. I mean, mm-hmm. I think the top first the, or the first 6% of, of LinkedIn, uh, you know, accounts. Uh, so I've had the account for years, but it wasn't until I worked with, uh, you know, a, a young woman at uh, back over at Slumbers, a uh, Maciel Diaz. And... Mm-hmm. 
she took it to a new level. Like I might've had a little bit more, you know, operational or managerial experience, but uh, I, I couldn't hold a candle to a way, you know, she was getting in the door in a lot of places. So it was uh, an, uh, amazing to see what she was doing. And I saw that and recognized it. And I was like, yep, I need to be doing that as well. Like, it doesn't matter, you know, how much, you know, it's, it's who, you know, right. And uh, yeah, other great people reached out because of LinkedIn, like Janie Snelson, uh, you know, I didn't know Janie, Janie didn't really know me, but she reached out and, uh, then to come find out how, you know, she's been doing sales in the area forever and she's just amazing. So it leads to another great relationship with then, you know, great mentorship, which, you know, I, I've been very, very blessed in the last little while. So it's, uh, been amazing. Yeah. Those are some great names. I mean, Janie's an absolute goat. She's awesome. She, uh, she's, she's fantastic. What, uh, what else kind of, I mean, you know, let, let's kind of go in a different direction. What else, you know, really drives you here? Um, you know, I know that I see you on LinkedIn, you, you talk about a lot of, you know, and I'm going to, and I uh, apologize. I don't remember what you call uh, what you do every Friday, but, um, or, um, there, there's a, like a thanks post basically. Uh, but, pay it, pay it that? forward Friday. Uh, I call pay it forward Friday. Basically, you know, I was doing all this post to get a job on LinkedIn mm -hmm. and it came, you know, LinkedIn was so great to me that I, you know, wanted to help other people. Like I, I saw lots of other people looking for jobs on there, and I was pretty blessed to have this platform. You know, people helping and supporting. Like at one point, like uh, I'm talking that it wasn't just me looking for a job. I, I had convinced other people to help me look for another job. Right, so it was people on my team, and so to keep that momentum going to try and you know, like I said, pay forward what I had been given. I try and do that every Friday with featuring someone who's looking for a job and try and, and sometimes, you know, a, a charity, uh, you know, there's been sky high, uh, yeah. recently that's been, you know, I know you work with them as well. A great charity. I'm a sucker for the, the kids charities, a few others, people that have had, you know, some terrible things happen to them. So it's, uh, you know, a matter of trying to, trying to, I don't know, make the world a little bit better place, try to give back and uh, happy to do so. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you know, so, so that's, I guess that was uh, kind of leads into the question that I had. I mean, so how, how do you think that for the people that are, that are listening that are, you know, looking to use LinkedIn a little bit more effectively and, and try to you know, grow the network, um, not necessarily only for business reasons, but also for, uh, for like you're talking about being able to amplify that reach of, of people looking for jobs, et cetera. How would you advise someone start to utilize LinkedIn maybe differently than they are? Is that more, you know, are, are, would you tell people to, you know, get in the comments or is it just more about making the connection via, you know, via invites? How do you, how would you talk to someone that's listening that wants, wants a little bit of help on how to do that a little bit better? All right, folks. Appreciate you listening to the show today. Hope you're enjoying it. If you're ready to start a podcast, if you're listening to the show today and you've heard something that has lit the fire under you and you're ready to go, check out Podbean. Go ahead and go to alderonventures.com backslash affiliate dash partners. One more time, that is A-L-D-E-R-A-A-N-V-E-N-T-U-R-E-S.com backslash affiliate dash partners. If you're looking for a user-friendly interface, that integrates everything from publishing to management, syndication, analysis, everything that you need in an easy-to-use, intuitive podcasting package, check out podbean.com. It is the solution. It is the answer. One more time, alderonventures.com backslash affiliate dash partners. Back to the show. You know, uh, great question. It 
it basically you you get back generally what you put into it like a great post isn't going to be a great post if you don't try and support anybody else's great posts you can't just put content out there and sit back and wait for everything to roll in like you have to support others on there and you have to also you know a lot of people treat social media differently than real life but there's no reason to do that you should be treating it the exact same way as real life and the example i give is uh, i'll make a connection with someone and they automatically send me this message with this you know a brochure please buy my product or you know a few of those things and i'm like would you walk into an office of a potential customer first time you've ever met them throw your brochure down on the table and say read that and walk away no nobody nobody in their right mind would do that so i don't understand why people think that's what they should do or be allowed to do on social media it's uh you know it it's crazy so to me it's got to be personal even the business stuff you got to link the person Mm -hmm business together right just a picture of equipment's not going to do it to me I, I don't understand why delivery people the people making especially in the oil field these guys making the deliveries to the field to the consultants to the 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 company men aren't the most popular guys on, on linkedin their company should be just plastering their faces out there so everybody recognizes this guy when he pulls up on on location where it becomes like like i said a minor linkedin celebrity it, it would marketing that's who should should be put a name to the face to the company right so it's just not a, a, a random product showing up on location no i think that's a fantastic point and um you know i, I could go on for a long time about you know, when i don't know keith how, how often you get you know the the wealth advisors and the financial guys and, and those you know, i'm sending you linkedin messages and generally they're very cookie cutter and, and the fascinating thing to me is that if, if you send me a cookie cutter message as an intro that immediately tells me that there's no there's no reason for us to have another conversation because if that's your approach to cultivating a relationship with someone that in that scenario in that specific scenario you want you know you would want me to give my money to you to, to manage and, and that's the way that you approach like there's an immediate okay well there's, there's nothing left here and and so it fascinates me that there's there's that that's the approach of of many i mean i guess again you know maybe i get more than some but i mean i probably get probably get two or through uh, two or three a day. So, I mean, you know, a couple dozen a week. Oh, for sure. And, you know, they're not standing out from the crowd, but to give the opposite of that coin, I have one guy, uh, I think a John McAuliffe, uh, I believe Edward Jones. And, you know, I was unemployed and the guy reached out and just started supporting my posts and comments and, and stuff like that to where, even if the guy is still looking for the business, which I'm sure he is, you know, and when mm-hmm. I get in a better position after working longer, that's probably the guy, you know, I'm, I'm going to reach out to because it was more than just the generic, hey, call me, I, you know, I, I want to have a conversation with you. And I'm like, John, you know, went out of his way, supported. And, and that's how I approach, you know, like making a, a, a cold call into a warm call is going to some of these, you know, people I'd like to talk to for, you know, oil field uh, commitments and okay. Do they post? If they do make sure I go and interact with all those posts and and try and, uh, you know, contribute to them, engage with them. And then hopefully they recognize me from that message them, try and get to know them a little bit and then 
you know, try and meet with them, right? Not going mm-hmm. right on the, you know, right off the bat, here's uh, my Arc Energy uh, brochure. Please read it and hope hope for the best, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's amazing how much goodwill you can you can garner and, and what and what it shows in, in the approach. Again, going back to that approach, if you can offer something to the other person out of the gate, as opposed to looking to get something or, or, or gain something. I mean, I think that there's, and, and I think that you do that uh, phenomenally well uh, from, from what I can see on the posting and whatnot. I mean, that seems to be a healthy focus, but you know, I, I love that. Thanks, sir. Appreciate that. And it, you know, even for the job, you know, people, it, it, like people looking for jobs on, on the pay it forward Friday, you know, mm-hmm. I'm doing it to help them out, but at the same time, you know, that might come around and I, I encourage more and more people to try and, you know, help and share that sort of, you know, help the charities because you just never know, you know, where that'll end up. And, and it you never know who's watching online. Like I get messages all the time, people who don't comment, don't like, but they'll send me messages about, mm-hmm. Hey, I saw your posts and I know I didn't do, you know, I didn't click and, but, and I really liked it. And I just wanted you to know that, like, I, I got a message yesterday regarding that. And I just showed my wife and I was like, man, this is, you know, it's a great feeling to know that. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, it, it's fascinating to me. You know, it, it's, uh, it's funny because it's, um, you know, tongue in cheek, it's a little frustrating because you know, you, you want them to comment or like, uh, you know, uh, to, to engage with the post and be able to you have that conversation kind of more openly. Uh, but, but, you know, but at the same time, the feedback is fantastic, you know, either way. Right. But, um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting. It is very interesting to see, you know, what is, publicly pop commented and, and what comes just through for private comment. Um, but, uh, but yeah, e- either one or, or both, I should say, are, are just as valuable. So Keith, um, you know, like we talked a little bit about, uh, you know, before getting on air here, really the, the ethos behind the podcast and, and what we're trying to drive at is working through, you know, ways that the average American, that, you know, maybe listening to, uh, to the podcast today. Uh, I don't think we have international reach yet. Keith. I don't think we're at that level. Maybe Canada. I mean, maybe there's a Canada connection, but you know, maybe cross border. So, but for anybody listening uh, that maybe isn't as entrepreneurial driven or really has a business mindset to want to start their own uh, company or, or do something that is kind of more risky of that of that nature, um, outside of you know traditional advice like investments and things like that, because I think that there's a lot of coverage about those sort of things. What do you sort of think about when? When looking at ways, or what are some of the things that you have done in, in, your, in your own life, um, you know, in your own uh, uh, career to add, you know, add wealth and kind of put yourself in a better position for the long term? Well, what are some of the, um, those, you know, the things that you think about when when looking at how to do that, given given our industry, given the oil field, and kind of where you sit out here in Midland? To me, you know, I, I never, you know, a lot of people when I was looking, why don't you start your own business? A few other things to that degree. And I always, you know, I did some consulting at at one point and uh, up in Canada as a company man. And, uh, you know, I I wanted, I always felt a little bit more, you know, comfortable working, you know, in in a company, being part of it, like, you know, where I am right now with Arc Energy. And to supplement that, you know, one thing I, I have found over the years is I, few different books, few different articles and shows, but like understanding, you know, assets and liabilities to a different degree, like, you know, a car might be technically on a, on a balance sheet, an asset, but it's kind of like a liability. It costs you money mm-hmm. right, o- over time. So mm-hmm. 
if you want to build just an average regular guy, buy things that make you money. Now, lots of people do different things. They buy rental properties. They do a lot of different stuff. But to me, I always like the simple approach of, of, you know, from basically stocks that pay dividends to me made a lot of sense because, you know, they were a lot more stable. And if you left them alone, the dividends can help you buy more stocks and then more stocks that pay more dividends. And in that, you know, it, it was a little bit longer game, mm-hmm. but it, you know, if you're in that position where you're looking for, you know, a place to start and you're not, you know, going to start a business or you're not going to buy a rental property or expand, to me, I always felt that was one way of going about it. You know, you got to have your savings, you got to have everything else, especially the oil, right? With all the ups and downs, you got to be prepared. And, you know, stocks, you know, if you do get in a bind, you can always, always sell them, right? So I always felt that simplicity's sake was one way to go just my opinion but that's you know i, I like being part of a company and uh, i like kind of that idea no i think that's a i think that's a great perspective and, and what i would take away from that even more so is that i think the the true nature of compound interest is it, it, sort of lost on on people still I, I, i'm not sure that that really is understood about how amazing simply to your point saving and, and continuing to put that money in and whether that's you know, taking it, you know, taking full advantage of the 401k match or doing, you know, self-directed IRA or, or, or you know, th- those sort of things. So you don't necessarily have to do some outside the box thing here. A couple of quick shout outs, uh, Tim, uh, Philip, appreciate you uh, coming in. Uh, Janie, of course, definitely you, you earned it for sure. Uh, and, uh, and Tim coming in with, uh, you know, he likes dividends as well. I mean, you know, you're, you're talking more about its language and anytime you're doing that, you're, you're not off the mark there, right? For, for sure. And I, I actually recently ran into a, a, a young guy that works at over at Targa, Targa Resources, younger guy, and he is dead focused on retiring at 45 with at least 5 million like in the bank. And he works on indexes. He you know doesn't play the stock market. He goes with an index and the index has grown, you know, over the, you know, in a positive way for the last hundred years with its little, you know, beeps up and down but the you know the median is is grown grown and he plays it the long game and steady and you know in the end with that kind of determination he, he's going to get it now does he enjoy life as much does he get that shiny toy and, and stuff that uh, a lot of people like in this industry no but you know same with me like we have we, we live comfortably by, you know, really good means, but at the same time, I don't have a boat. I don't do a, a few, you know, you know, no real big vacation. So there, there's give and take and you have to be smart with what you have, uh, I believe. No, that, that's exactly right. I mean, I think risk assessment and risk management, but, but at the same time, feeling comfortable to, you know, to take those risks. Because I think on the other side of the coin, you, you can you can be there's a, uh, you know there's a lot of ways to be too safe. There's a lot of ways uh, that you know someone has the ability to to increase wealth, but doesn't take advantage of the opportunities. And, and a lot of times, honestly, Keith, uh, that's probably out of just lack of desire to know the options and then really do the research to figure out you know what can be done. Because there's I mean there's so many different things to, to your point that are you know kind of lowering fruit investment vehicle type type asset classes that are that aren't real estate aren't aren't you know owning businesses etc um you know even when you get into now you know uh, and i don't know if you want to go into some something you know this whole tangent but i've been fascinated recently um i'm, I'm blanking on 
the, the, the website I was looking at is just last week, but there's there's been given some of the SEC regulations around uh, crowdfunding and, and Reg CF, there have been some moves uh, towards being able to invest in startups that are like pre-IPO, pre-seed as a as a micro investor. And that usually you know that hasn't been available up until very recently. And I think those sort of things are very interesting. And I'll, and I'll and I'll hand it to you here in a second. Uh, this is a longer winded thought that I thought that I thought I was going to go on. But uh, I don't know if you saw the story a couple of weeks ago with Peter Thiel, who took you know the two thousand dollar IRA investment and then put it through his uh, you know PayPal, etc. And now that two thousand dollars is worth north of five billion. And that's I mean to your point, that's through the IRA. That's not he didn't do anything. I mean obviously the reason that the wealth was created that you know that exponentially is because of what the business did. But the investment vehicle of the 2000 was just purely through the IRA. Um, and, and before I hand it off to you, just real quick, Tim, you're absolutely right. Discipline was the day. I mean, discipline and patience. Um, and I got called out yesterday for not being the most patient person in the world, which is probably the, probably accurate. But uh, uh, I like to think that at least on the investment side, I have more patience than my day to day. What do you think, Keith? Well, I think that you're you're spot on. Like uh, you know. Energy funders, JP Warren just uh, recently, uh, uh, you know, joined that group and brought attention to them. And, you know, now you can be part of, you know, an investment group of a whole bunch of people in, in oil wells. And, and what a time to do that, right? Like oil is going, in my opinion, it'll be north of $100 here. So now's the time to invest early in, in a, you know, oil well. And, you know, they got a couple different options there. Some are better than others. They got up for the small guy where, you know, you can take five grand and, and put it in there. And I think those kinds of things, you know, there's still a lot of risk uh, to me, you know, buy your Coca-Cola stocks and wait for the dividend and, and stuff to go in. Not that or that's guaranteed, but to me, mm -hmm. I, I think there's a few more options, like you said, with crowdsourcing and, and you know the sky's the limit like we live in an amazing age where you know information is readily available on any topic for free you know you can google and search online however you want to and there's people searching for money for investments for great ideas mm -hmm. i think those investments of the the amazon you know startup type people are, are still out there and if you have the money to take the risks, you can, and there's lots of safe options as well. So it's uh, definitely an amazing time. Uh, yeah, no, Keith, you're absolutely right. I mean, I, and that's a great point. I think that sometimes, look, so if you look back, um, and I don't know, actually, I, I won't out you. I don't know how old you are. I'm going to assume for this exercise, we're about 40 years 40. old. Man. All right. So I, so I just turned 33. So I was going to assume that we were roughly the same age, but that's close enough that this, that this example may still work. So when we were growing up, or when I was growing up, you know, I started on Nintendo 64 and I grew up around, you know, uh, the Beanie Babies and, and all that sort of thing. And at the time, you know, and like Pogs and all that, you know, that, all that stuff, right? At the time, that was, it was sad. Like you got, you know, like you toss them around and like whatever, you don't care. And now, 30 years later, 20 or just 20 years later, that stuff is worth like serious money. And that same cycle has happened like, you know, time and time and time again. Um, and, and what I guess what I'm getting at is that I find it fascinating that a lot of times I think that like in today, you don't think of that there's ideas out there. There's things that you can do. There's small businesses that you can start that, that can grow into like an Amazon or, or, you know, type business or, or something that large, at least maybe not, you know, Amazon specifically, but uh, that they're, 
you know, there's always this opportunity for, you know, what is the next thing coming down the pathway that's going to be the massive market, um, you know, whether that, you know, today, you know, some people are talking about that being in blockchain or these NFTs or, or what have you and sort of these other technologies. Um, but I think, that, I guess what I'm getting at is that uh, there's always that opportunity, like you said, to find something in the today that, that you can grow for tomorrow that, that can really grow. But I think there, you know, that takes some kind of foresight because a lot of times, at least for me, a lot of times you kind of feel like, oh, well, if there's a good idea out there, someone's already doing it. And a lot of times it's just about getting work done and, and, and showing up day to day and getting it done. And, and, and the execution is really what that makes the difference. 100% and timing. Timing is everything. Like you mentioned uh, Beanie Babies and stuff. Well, the reason why all that stuff is getting popular or worth more money right now, the people that played with it with like when they were a kid or wanted it when they were a kid now have the money to buy that. And it's not always going to be worth that. Like I was thinking about this the other day. I read an article, uh, some of the Zorro stuff, Zorro uh, from the original series way back when, way before my time, way before a lot of people's time, uh, 20 years ago, the mask, that was worth a lot at, at these auctions. People wanted that memorabilia. Mm-hmm. Or to today, most of that generation has now moved on, no longer wants it. And now stuff that was really in demand from that time now is tapering off. You see that a little bit with some of the older cars, uh, a few different things. So there's definitely always a, a peak to when, you know, the past comes, you know, comes due for what it's worth. Now, some of the ideas moving forward, like one of the ideas I thought would be amazing is, you know, uh, there's a lot of talk of the, uh, you know, you know, carbon capture, carbon credits, this sort of stuff. I believe a big business moving forward is people are going to literally, you know, either develop a carbon capture or some way to develop a, their own massive amount of credits mm-hmm. and then sell those credits to the companies that aren't able to achieve, you know, their carbon neutral status, right? And selling carbon, you know, credits is going to be a business all in its own to the you know, the businesses that can't can't do it, right? Like so some of the investment here is not only with some of these companies is not only to, you know, make net zero, but to make a profit as well by, you know, if they can do better than net zero, then sell the excess to other companies that that aren't able to. Yeah, no, I think that you're exactly right. And uh, yeah, we, I, I could talk for days about the number of different ways that I think people could make money right now in carbon capture. Uh, I think that that's, that's, one, that's a great example of something that I think could be an industry that, that has so many different applications uh, of, of ways to arbitrage that and, and make money through that. Um, so before we move on here, um, Keith, I wanted to bring up Clay's comment. So Clay uh, says, that, you know, what, what pathways are you investing in oil wells for microinvestments? I don't know uh, of many other than, you know, um, there, there's a number of platforms where you can buy, uh, you know, working interest points. Uh, but if you're talking about purely production, um, I would go out and be buying leasehold and go, go you know, go direct, direct to the source and go buy, buy leasehold or go buy production. Um, and I, and I think that's a great bet right now, given what people are talking about with with oil prices. Are you are you aware of any other platforms other than energy funders where you can crowdfund like that? Well, essentially, buying stock in any publicly traded oil company is essentially you know doing the same thing to a to a degree, right? As long as that company does well, their stock is going to go up, and you're going to get your return. Now, it's not 
to the level and, you know, as closely advised, you know, as something like energy funders. But, you know, to me, to your point, you know, you can buy lease rights. You can, you know, I, I think even buy an old, uh, old wells that haven't been abandoned. I, I am aware there's uh, mm-hmm. people that will, you know, for test wells, for carbon, future carbon capture, there's people buying a lot of these old wells. And depending on if they're abandoned or not, they will, you know, they'll pay good money for them. So you might, you might know someone who's just trying to get rid of the liability. So you get it for nothing. So you're responsible. And if you know the right people, you can cash in on, on the sale of that well. Yeah. You know, it's interesting, Keith. I, you know, I, I, uh, I'm not sure. Hmm. I'm trying to think of uh, kind of a cogent way to say, you know, um, in terms of investing in the oil and gas company, as opposed to like lease or at a working interest level, um, I think that those obviously are very incredibly fundamentally different investments. And, and I don't know. It's interesting. I wouldn't, I don't know if I would sit here today and advise, and I don't know if neither one of us are advising, but I don't know. I don't know if I would, or if I would look at, let me say it this way. I don't know if I would look at buying production at a lease level at the same par of buying into a public on the on the exchange uh, because you you have a lot less control of of, of all the dynamics there. And so, yeah, I, you know, I, I can, just just different, I guess, different, yeah, different ways. If you're looking for different angles or however you want to look at it, right? And the amount you're looking for and the time you're looking, you know, it all. And your risk and availability, pull your money back. There's, uh, yeah, the sky's the limit. And I, yeah, I don't want to be caught advising anybody on any plan either because nothing's foolproof. As the last year has taught us, like, never mind COVID. Remember when the, the big uh, shipping container ship, uh, that uh, massive ship got caught in the Suez Canal? That was, mm-hmm. who saw that coming? And that affected market. Right. So it's, it, it's crazy. Yeah, no, I was I wasn't pushing back on your comment. I was just looking to get some feedback right. on that. I, I, I think all that a lot good, of people. Man. All good, all good. So, no, to, to further that, because no, I want to I want to talk about that a little bit more. So, what uh, I think it's you know because when you're talking about Wall Street, now you're talking about the liquidity of the upstream space. You're talking about um, the exposure to ESG concerns, sort of at a nebulous level, as opposed to you know what, what the operator can control. Um, and, and I think that. What, the reason I'm talking this out is because I think there's probably people listening that, that aren't as educated as you and I on that dynamic and don't don't just know that as a layup. And, and so I think it's important to parse that out that those are because you, you could very you could easily make the case that if you think oil prices are going to rise, that buying stock in an upstream company is a good bet. But I I don't think that that statement I don't think that that statement is accurate. I guess that's a better way to say what I'm trying to say. True enough. Yeah, it's you got to know the company and if they're in the position to cash in on that higher price, right? If they're not and they've been suffering from losses and a few others, uh, definitely every company mm-hmm. is going to, you know, not going to be a winner. I uh, Some of them don't have the, the capital in the first place to cash in on this current level and they're not in any kind of position and they're hurting from, the, you know, poor decisions from last time. So, yeah, def- definitely agree, agree with that. All right, folks. Appreciate you listening in. Appreciate the support. Appreciate you being with me. Let's talk about Tossable Digits. One of our affiliate partners with Alderon Ventures is Tossable Digits. It's similar to a Google Voice, except that times 10. Now, you can use it for anything, sales, 
ad tracking, workflow, real estate, any sort of follow-up you need, phone calls, text messaging. The kicker here though, Tossable Digits allows you to get a local number in up to 60 different countries. There's no contracts anytime, cancel anytime. It's a fantastic platform, super easy to use. You gotta check it out. Tossable Digits, learn more about it, alderonventures.com backslash affiliate dash partners. One more time, that is alderonventures.com backslash affiliate dash partners. A-L-D-E-R-A-A-N-V-E-N-T-U-R-E-S.com backslash affiliate dash partners. And now let's get you back to the show. So, uh, yeah, Don, uh, you know, to, to couple with what Matt said, and we put that up, pull that up as well. And, and Jason, or, well, I, I just, I guess I'm, I just called you Jason. Uh, I guess that's close enough, right? Um, so Keith, uh, you know, uh, I know that at ARC, you guys are working, uh, with some, uh, you know, data monetization models for NAC, uh, for natural gas. Uh, do you have any comments on, on what that looks like, uh, you know, uh, with what Matt's talking about here? Uh, so taking flare gas, basically making sure it's it's dry enough or clean enough to run in a lot of different uh, natural gas generators. That's one solution is Bitcoin. Use that electricity to, you know, a lot of these Bitcoin farms. But another is, you know, power areas that don't have the infrastructure yet to power, you know, compressor stations. Uh, lots of different uh, solutions when it comes to uh the flare gas you know bitcoin you know it's come up because it's kind of uh uh different top like you know it's kind of trendy and people don't really know and didn't really realize it. i was one of them but at the same time you know with the chip uh shortages right now uh, it might not be the best solution because the cost of you know the computers right now and the availability is you know it's shortage and the cost has gone way way up so to me Every situation is going to be unique. It all depends on how much access you have and what your you know, your infrastructure is and what you have in, in the first place, right? Like you can sell flare gas power back to the grid, but however, you got to have a certain amount, like the infrastructure to set it up is, is approximately, I think I was told $3 million to really get it set up. So you got to be looking long-term to make that initial investment back. But then now you're you're in the game of supply and power as well as you know oil and gas. Yeah, and to your point, you know I think that as we walk for, further into the carbon capture, I think they'll uh, we'll have ways to you know when you break out that carbon and hydrogen and start to monetize those those current waste streams, but into now uh, productized. Uh, you know I think that that move is going to I think there's going to be a, a lot more. I'd argue that I think there's going to be a lot more profit involved and profit margin there once that process becomes a lot more stable and, and sort of uh, robust. Because I think at this point, you see a lot of these groups are doing you know, the, the NAT gas uh, flare you know, capture for Bitcoin mining at a re- kind of very isolated regional level. But I think that once you, if there's a way to do that on, you, know, you can imagine, so rather than having an entire field come into a gathering system, you had to come into a data uh, data center, and and, and you're you know, and at that that scale, and I think you'll you'll start to see some of that move as as we get better and better technology and, and cheaper, or I guess cheaper and cheaper technology as well. For sure, I, I think you know outside the box thinking is going to become you know before it was the way the good old boys always did business, and they didn't care about that sort of stuff. Uh, but at the same time, 
you know, the utilization of the resources is going to take priority, but people are going to want their royalties off all that sort of stuff too. So there's going to be a counterbalance that'll slow some of this stuff up. The liquids that needs to be sold off some of that gas as well, all has to be captured and accounted for. So, you know, I, I see where they can come in from that. It, sometimes it's a little bit more trouble than what it's worth, but as technology gets better, we all know, you know, it, today, we might not be able to do it as easy as we are able to do it tomorrow. And the more common, you know, the demand comes, innovation will ultimately win out. That's that's what we've seen for a hundred years. No, I think you're absolutely right. So uh, we're uh, we're not uh, not quite ended here, but I want to give you a couple minutes to, uh, to uh, tell people you know, where they can find you if you've got any upcoming events or, or uh, I know that you're involved in a, a number of charities, uh, you know, et cetera. If there's anything that you'd like to plug, wanted to give you a few minutes to kind of give people a little bit of insight. And, and again, probably don't need to do that. You're, you're the, you're the link, the LinkedIn celebrity here, but I'll, I'll give you the floor anyway. Sir, you're, you're far too kind. I, I see Matt, Matthew Hill. There's a real uh, LinkedIn celebrity. Uh, you know, his uh, fossil fuel Fridays got to shout, shout that out. I uh, do a little, little show or uh, trying to just to basically the goal is to demonstrate you know, some positive stories of ingenuity, innovation for the oil field on, uh, you know, I call it tally book troubleshooting. Uh, and I do it on what I call tally book Tuesdays, just so it's uh, easy, easy to remember. And, you know, lots of different shows out there. Uh, and mine is just quick stories to show people we're just not dumb rednecks in the oil field. There's a whole lot more to us. And I think the oil field does a bad job of explaining that we're there's more to us than just gasoline at the pumps. Uh, we There's lots of products that we make. There's lots of people involved in this, lots of technology. And we need to, as a group, come together and demonstrate those stories. And as the guys telling this, you know, like yourself, Matt Hill, we have to support each other. And, and you know, we're not really in competition. It's, you know, the information's out there. We have to support, it, you know, the oil field as a whole because it just benefits us all as a whole, in my opinion, I you know that's how I feel it. That's why I'm doing it. Charities, you know, pay it forward Friday, you know, feature uh, people looking for jobs. Last week, uh, the gentleman was able to find a new contract for his little bit of a, a logistics bit business. Week before, the the guy got four or five calls just from that post. It's, it's amazing sometimes uh, the reach LinkedIn has. Uh, people made donations from some of the charities uh, featured, which is you know an amazing you know feeling that you're able to help somebody that way, uh, and just bringing attention. You know, Sky High, uh, another great one. Uh, JP Warren, another great podcast. Shout out to him. He he's got uh, the you know uh, the lady Brittany. I, I, her name escapes me. Um, who is in charge okay. here? Yeah, and. Uh, can't forget David Gibson, David Gibson on uh, Fridays. It's uh, his amazing show. He does great technical talks and has done amazing things for the industry. Uh, and looking forward to you know, keep contributing and, and being out there and hopefully uh, score a nice little sale for, for Arc Energy with some of this stuff with a few, you know, hopefully people open to it, especially with the rise in oil and uh once again, man, really, really appreciate having me on. I, I've enjoyed this. It's a very, you know, very humbling experience to be invited on one of these and to have people actually listen. 
I appreciate you joining us. Joining me, this this was good. I, I really enjoyed the conversation. I, I thought uh, uh, you had some really great points, and uh, you know, I think it's amazing that you, even when given given an opportunity to you know give some plugs out, most of that was, was about others, and I think that that sort of speaks to 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 what you're about and, and what you're trying to uh, to do out here. And uh, and you know, I, I just I love that. So um, I really appreciate you coming on. Um, to wrap up, just briefly, um, what would you say to people? So, if there's anybody listening to you know that's not in Fermi Basin, that's not out here, not out here day to day, or just maybe not even in the oil field, what would you what would you say it's like as an oil you know, oil field guy out here in the Permian in the summer of 2021? Uh, you know, what are what do you what do you see in the market? What are just what's what's some of the commentary that you want to leave us with? One thing I would make clear about you know West Texas, a lot of people were dogging on it to me, like, oh, how could you move out there? It's rough, you know, it's the countryside is, you know, it's deserty. This place, in my opinion, handled last year through the quarantine, especially in Odessa, very, very well. They handled it with, with you know, pride. And, and to me, I'll always remember that. It is in the people around here are, are true and red, white, and blue. They are amazing people. And thank you. It, it really is, you know, an amazing place, the people. Perhaps the, the scenery is sometimes not always the prettiest, but the people are amazing. And that's what I would leave with them right now. They're, they're hearty and, and come back to, you know, come check out West Texas. It's as good as you want it to be. There's still amazing restaurants here, man. There's still lots of stuff to do. Like, I don't know. I don't sit outside and look at the, the you know, the landscapes all day. You know, I hang out with my great neighbors all our kids play outside. I talked to lots of family up in Canada who are still up in, in lockdown. And I'm just amazed because for the last six, eight months, like it's been life back to normal here, man. And uh, that's what I would leave anybody in the industry, outside the industry is that West Texas is just, you know, it's it's an amazing place. Come, come check it out. That's, that's exactly right. Um, quick shout out, like you mentioned, Sky High for Kids. If you're not involved in the organization or, or not familiar with the organization, would love to talk to you about, to anybody listening about it. Feel free to reach out to me. Uh, I've been uh, involved um, on the Permian Basin Committee for, for this year. Really looking forward to the, uh, the main banquet event uh, out here in Odessa, September 17th and 18th. There's also going to be a clay shoot, cookout, et cetera. Uh, I'll make a post about that and you can follow up on, on LinkedIn if you'd like. Um, and and uh, with that, let's see. Don't let the facts. 3 p.m. Central with Ryan Ray. As usual, I feel like we should start calling that one "Mornings Off the Rails," also or something, uh, because that, that it's no no telling what we're going to get into. But that's always a good time. So hopefully we we'll see you guys over there um, again today. So we were on YouTube, LinkedIn, and uh, Twitter this uh, today, and we're going to be live streaming from Facebook going forward as well. But also wanted to make a quick plug again. I've uh, been trying to do this on most of the shows that we are trying to migrate over to YouTube uh, where, where the analytics are a lot easier to uh, to look at from our side. Uh, but also, more importantly, the user experience is so much better. Uh, Keith, I don't know if you've had an opportunity to be or like if you watch many live streams of others when it's actually happening. But when you're on the other side and you're watching it live on LinkedIn, I've noticed that when you comment, or, or if you want, yeah, if you want to comment and you want to like go back to the video, a lot of times it'll set you back to the very beginning. Or if you, you know, it, it's a very glitchy system. And so we're trying to migrate the audience over to YouTube uh, for, for 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 their sake, not necessarily for ours. Because um, I actually like being on on LinkedIn. It's like the one thing that I have that Ryan doesn't. But uh, 
<laughs> with I that, just got LinkedIn Live as well, and uh, I've been trying to figure out what to to do. I'd love to have you know four or five guys tell some you know tally book troubleshooting stories, just like hey, this was on fire, and I put it out like this, and the next guy tried to outdo him. But uh, I don't know. We'll see here. Uh, I, I personally like while the you know LinkedIn is going, I like the interaction with some of the comments. Mm-hmm. But you're right. After the fact, it's hard to go back and you you have to go on your computer. You have to click it the right way to get back where you're scrolling to the actual event. Yeah, it does get a little bit complicated, but that's why, I don't know. To me, LinkedIn is an overall better experience because it is more business orientated. It's not, you know, when you do get 3,000 views or, or whatever it is, you know, it was by adults and not a whole bunch of kids in, in high school, too. So uh, there, there's, you know, there's definitely some give and take there. Hey, don't don't, don't be throwing shade at the high school kids, Keith. Don't don't be don't be don't don't be doing that. Well, when they start buying process equipment, I'll, I'll stop doing it. <laughs> hey, Keith, again, I really appreciate you, uh, you joining us. Uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, sign off for now, but uh, definitely want to have you on sometime soon. I know that uh, we're working on some other content behind the scenes on some of the more business-related focused stuff. Looking forward to, to getting that out in, into the network. But uh, for now, we're going to go ahead and sign off. And uh, um, you know, probably, by the way, once you share this post, you, your post is going to get a lot more views than mine, but it's okay. It, I'll, I'll, I'll be okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> You're crazy. You're just as uh, okay. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Very, very humbled. Uh, thank you for having me. On. Appreciate it, Keith. Thanks. All right, and that is a wrap. I am your host, Ben Samuels. This has been another episode of Coffee and Liquidity. Appreciate the support. Appreciate you guys showing up. Go ahead and check out AlderOnVentures.com for more information about what we've got going on and future episode releases. Thanks, guys.